day to day, let it go, move on. But I'm not the kind, and I'm sick of the shit. It's on my mind half the time I'm getting sick. Time flies by when you close your eyes. Can't hold on, dream's gone. Time flies by when you close your eyes. Can't hold on. Off my chest so I can rest The things that I've achieved would really post-traumatic stress But I'm not quite over, it's a shame I've gone insane Trying to stay sober for the clovers of flame Time goes by when you close your eyes Can't hold on, dreams gone Time flies by when you close your eyes Can't hold on, dreams gone Oh, um, you know, I know the beginning of the podcast, the beginning of the episodes are, are pretty traumatic sounding, but I don't mind sharing them because it's true. It's, it's part of my truth. And um, I think it's important for us to be honest about what we've been through and our thoughts and our perspectives around it to gain a clearer picture. Um... So I did mention that my first time being homeless was when I was 16, but um, it happened again a few more times. Um, sometimes I would just ditch housing for the summer, you know, because you can live outside. And um, I know that I did it once, one of those times, because when I was 16 and homeless, man, that was scary. But having grown up a little tiny bit, um, I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it, you know, and I could not only survive, but thrive. Um, and yeah, I, I, in that time in my life, I didn't see myself struggling with mental health or addictions, um, but I, I was using, you know, and I do have a different perspective, as you can hear, but um, yeah, I, the homelessness, you know, it was a party at some point, you know, it's pretty real, that's for sure, uh, we're doing lots of drugs, sleeping outside, um, you know, I lost some good friends to overdoses, um, and some good friends have lost good friends, you know, and uh, that in itself, it's a, it's a crisis. Um, drugs and the amount of drugs that are uh, full of poisonous stuff that can kill you, you know. And, and alcohol, 
and what that does to you. You know, I'm, I'm nowadays, I'm sober from alcohol. I would actually consider myself, uh, what's that called? Anti-alcohol, like what that does to you and your body and your mind, what that does to me and my mind and my body, it's no good. You know, it kills us slowly. And it's pretty ironic, though, that it's legal and it's sold by the government. But alcohol, it fuels the anger, fuels anger inside of us. And people get violent. So, you know, if there was going to be another free love movement, I'd say skip the booze, man. Nothing good comes of it. Nothing good comes of alcohol. You know, nothing. <laughs> sure, you know, you loosen up, you have a good time, you have a good party, but... <laughs> alcohol is a real gateway drug. <laughs> well, some of us can't handle our alcohol. I've seen some people who, who don't drink to excess, you know, but... I don't know, man. That's just me. You know, all the power to you. But, you know, look at what alcohol does. It inebriates your mind, um, makes people violent, uh, makes people regret things that they've done or not even remember things. And, yeah, it's just, yeah. Back to homelessness, though. Um, yeah, I got to this point where I was... Not just surviving, but I was thriving, um, enjoying being outside all the time. You know, there's so much food in the garbages anyway, in the main towns. Um, and, um, you know, at some point I had a full-time job, you know, at the Phoenix Concert Theater. But I decided I was going to start living outside because I did not want to pay rent. You know, I don't want to feel like a rat in a, you know, in a cage because I often get that feeling. And so my friend Rachel and I, we went to the Don Valley and Rachel helped me build sort of a beaver dam, <laughs> a little shelter, a lean-to shelter. And uh, I lived there. And I had a full-time job, and I'd go find food on the streets and go back to being at the dawn. <laughs> um, I loved it. I loved being outside. You know, I connected with the red-winged blackbirds. They're the first birds that got me uh, to actually listen to them. Uh, I'm sure you know them. They're those black birds with red wings, and if you get too close to their nest, They'll, uh, they'll dive at you. <laughs> They're pretty vocal about it, too. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty hidden. People couldn't see it. Um, and I did use a tarp. I had a little, like, outside spot for sitting. Made a little... Stove, I had a little garden to stop from the, uh, um, what's it called, irrigation. Because I was literally right next to the water. 
I was so surprised the one day when there's all these kayaks floating by, you know, they, they paddle the dawn. <laughs> I was so surprised, but they were surprised too, you know, to see us. It was great until people started showing up, until people started coming over and partying. Um, you know, I, I always did like being alone. Um, I know that I'm a lot to handle. And so it was sort of a self-preservation too, to be out there on my own. My friend Adrian came and he was seeing our friend Lily. And uh, so Lily and Adrian started building a shack next to us. Um, I was happy about that because, you know, I was very near the the jail and I was very near the mental health hospital. So there were a couple weirdos coming by. And again, being like single female alone in the woods is a little sketchy, but um, yeah, no, had some good times. Um, so when Lily and Adrian came, that was nice. But then other people started showing up and they were just partying all the time. So, you know, I'd go to work and I'd come back and they'd all be sleeping in my space you know, or there'd be backpacks everywhere. I like a clean space. And I was like pretty resentful because, you know, this was my home and I did it. Yeah, it was a choice, but it was my home and others really liked it. And they liked being there too. Everyone wants to be rent free, but they were just like partying and trashing it. And, you know, you see that in squats too. Oftentimes you find a place to sleep to live um and people are just like you know pissing and shitting on the sides of <laughs> in the corners of the rooms and like throwing garbage everywhere I mean it's a free place to live you might as well treat it well take care of it so you can live there longer but to each their own <laughs> and um anyway so um I was struggling a lot again when I was living in the dawn, um, unrelated, like music industry stuff was getting to me. Um, I was losing passion in that way. And I also was like losing passion being part of society. Um, because I didn't feel like my values fit with what was going on around me. And, um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it was around that time that I started uh, being mentored by a man who did some, like, wilderness survival stuff. So, you know, I was fortunate there um, because that was another time in my life where I transitioned uh, from, you know, one life to a new life, like a different chapter, really. Um yeah, so I guess from this story, I could say, you know, if, if when it comes to setting up shops somewhere, setting up housing somewhere, or a camp, you know, be respectful. Be respectful of the space that you're in. You know, it's not easy holding space, but it's definitely not easy when people are just partying around you and you're there for a reason you know contribute help see what you can do don't be a nuisance man you know no offense to my friends who came like your company was great but at the same time 
Ugh. So what happened to the dawn? Uh, <laughs> I was out somewhere and the dawn flooded. Um, so that's why nobody really lives next to the dawn river. <laughs> because it floods. And that, that was the same year that the, the highway next to the dawn valley got flooded. Yeah. My buddies were down there. They said the water went up so fast. It felt so dangerous. They tried to get my stuff out of there, but they had to escape. And when they came back, when it dried up, they found my guitar up in a tree. <laughs> yeah, my friend Chelsea still has the guitar. She's still supposed to fix it. <laughs> Regardless. Um, hey, Chelsea, if you're listening, I hope you know you can just keep that guitar now. Just give it some love. Give it some life. <laughs> 